Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. You turned me Simple Minds at 2.50 here, local time in Israel, 7.50 back in New York City. So I made mention earlier to Dove Hyken that my dear friend Yehuda Hanekman, who did really most of the legwork to get us to get to Israel, just an amazing guy, terrific, terrific young man. I love Yehuda, his friend Aaron, and they're putting on this uh, huge barbecue again tonight. They do these about two or three times a week since October the 7th, and they entertain upwards, like tonight, of 150 IDF soldiers. Hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks. I think tonight we've got a DJ. I'm set to speak tonight. It's a very, very big deal. Uh, this will be my first time going to one of these barbecues, but I have a feeling my next guest, who's a courageous IDF soldier by the name of Arky Steinman, has been to a bunch of these. In fact, I saw a picture of Arky Steinman wearing a Baltimore Ravens football jersey. You know, the Ravens, of course, lost at home last week to Kansas City. She's going back to the Super Bowl, so something tells me Arky's got some U.S. roots. Here he is, courageous IDF Israeli soldier, Arky Steinman. Arky, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning. How you doing, Sid? I am doing great. First of all, uh, let's start with this. Baltimore Ravens jersey. Do you have roots back in America? Oh, man, listen, bad timing about the Ravens. But, yes, you, I might live in Israel. I might be fighting in the IDF. I love my Jewish people, but I still am connected to my American roots, my football team, the Ravens. It was a hard one, but, you know, you still got to stay a fan through everything. No, I agree. I tell you, it's funny talking about football because I know they play uh, soccer here in Israel. They're very good. I know they're great at basketball, but I had no idea that American football had come to Israel. And I landed the other day, and uh, one of the guys goes to me, you see that down there? That is the Bob Kraft football stadium, the guy that owns the New England Patriots. Bob Kraft owns a football stadium, and they play American football right here in Israel. Isn't that true? That is true. That is true. It's mostly Americans who play in that league, but it's true. Listen, football is not so popular here. What they call European football, you know, soccer is the main thing here. But it may be a little bit creeping into society, a little bit. 
I like that. I like that. So uh, you were supposed to be here live with me and Justin at these JNS studios today in Jerusalem. And Jehuda tells me early this morning, uh, the good news is Arky is still coming on. The bad news is he can't make it because he's been, quote, called back to duty. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, that's right. You know, part of the difficulties of Army life is not knowing what the next day brings, not knowing what the next hour brings, not knowing where you're going to be, when you're going to be, what you're going to be doing. And you just kind of learn to go with the flow. Both me and my family have to learn. So, um, you know, one second you think you're at home, you're off, you have a few days off. The next thing you know, your commander calls and says, hey, we got a mission for you. We need you to come back. And sometimes that can happen. And when you say a mission for you, I mean, again, you're not going to give up what you're going to do, certainly. But there's so much going on between the battle still going on in the south with Hamas, you know, all this uh, war stuff going on up in the north, obviously with Hezbollah, with the real fear that Lebanon is about to unleash something huge. So it's not like it's one isolated area inside this country, Orky, where you can end up. There's a bunch of different spots that you're capable of fighting at any day of the week, right? Exactly, exactly. I'll tell you what my last 115 days have been like. We have been stationed right out of Gaza, and my unit is actually in charge of bringing back soldiers and hostages who have fallen, who have been killed, to make sure that even if it's in the middle of a battlefield, even if there's a raging battle going on, there's bullets flying, we go in, we will make sure to bring the bodies back so that they can get a proper burial. The family can know that they can get closure, that they can, in Judaism, we sit shiva, these are only things that we can do if we do our job properly. So that's what we've been doing. And when I say mission, I mean going into Gaza, going into a battle, and making sure that our soldiers and our hostages come back. Oh, my God. What a brave and courageous job you've got. It sounds very similar to a civilian group I'm familiar with. Let's put Arky on hold for a couple of seconds. I want to continue this amazing conversation with very brave IDF soldier Arky Steinman, live from Jerusalem. We'll come back with Arky right after this. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. GoboLaw, where winning is no accident.
The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Send friends in the morning. Live from Israel. WABC. Get back to my conversation with IDF soldier Arky Steinman. So when we left it off moments ago, Arky, I said that what you do, you're back, uh, you were at least for the last 150-plus days in Gaza, really collecting body parts, uh, dead people, uh, civilians, hostages, folks down in Gaza. And I know that back in uh, 1989, after a terrorist attack on a bus in Israel, this group, Zaka, which I guess was formally established after the first Intifada in 1995, they came about, and that's what they do, Zaka. They go into these into these war zones, and you know, for folks that never come home, what I mean, what I mean by that is, if they were blown up, for example, they don't find all the body parts. They kind of find the parts and put the bodies back together. Sounds to me that you do something very similar, if not exactly that. No. Yeah, exactly. So what Zaka does is generally they're involved with terrorist attacks, which means that they are dealing with in Israel. But Zaka soldiers, Zaka are not soldiers. They're not in the army. They have not been trained for warfare. We are Zaka, but we are soldiers. That means that we've all had combat soldier experience, which means that we're actually going into battlegrounds and doing what Zaka does but under fire. And Zaka does amazing work. They're in the civilian realm, and we're in the battlefield. That's the main difference. But you're absolutely got it. right. So, I got it. So you, you, you are literally, you could be I mean, returning gunfire while carrying a body out of a very dangerous situation, yes? Well, it's actually even more scary than that. If we are attacked, we are actually in charge of just, taking the bodies and there's soldiers around us who are there to protect us to the point where we're actually not supposed to fire back because that's not our job our job is to focus on what we're doing so we had missions where despite the fact we were getting fired at we just had to continue what we were doing knowing that the soldiers around us were protecting us and actually a couple weeks ago i went to last week i went to the shiva the morning tent of one of the soldiers who was protecting us, who was actually killed on a mission we were at. And I just went there to say, without your son, went to his parents, without your son, I don't know if I would be here. And just thank them from the bottom of my heart. You know, I've seen some of these examples, Arky. I hate even talking about this because it's so graphic and so grotesque. But, you know, some of these hostages, uh, specifically the German tattoo artist, the very pretty young girl, German tattoo artist that was taken from the Nova Music Festival. And I read months later that she was, in fact, dead. They weren't sure she had been decapitated. And they found, I'm not sure they found her torso or her head without the torso. I don't know. But these are the types of things that are, that are being found all over Gaza. Body parts, torsos, heads of some of these hostages that have now been declared dead. And there's a lot of them. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, you're right. And um, what's crazy here is that we actually have people who are denying these things, right? They're denying the atrocities of October 7th. They're denying what Hamas is doing 
with um, the bodies. And, and I can tell you as somebody who was down south right after October 7th doing my job, not in war, but actually in the communities surrounding Gaza, which were peaceful. And all the, all the, um, the things that people are denying about the beheadings, about the grotesque things, I'm just going to tell you firsthand, they're not myths. They're not rumors. They're true, and I witnessed it with my own eyes. So to even see that the world or people in the world want to deny this, I was living proof that I saw these things. We dealt with beheaded people. It's all true, unfortunately. Uh, not just the hostages, but beheaded soldiers. And uh, I also read stories about some of the sexual deprivation going on there, which included some of these animals, these Hamas animals, slicing off women's breasts as they were raping them and then running around throwing the breasts around like it was a football, uh, slicing off men's penises and putting them in other parts of men's bodies. And these are some of the things I've read, at least, that you've been finding the last couple of months. Yeah, so you know what? The truth is that I feel like there's only so much that the Jewish people can handle, and sometimes we need to take a step back and be like, we know that these things are atrocious. The world needs to hear this right now. But it can get we get bogged down, people who are sitting at home scrolling through social media. I know the Jewish people in America are scrolling through social media, seeing these stories, hearing these, everything, and, and it can be so depressing. So, you know, I try and just be positive and say these things are true, these things are real, but we're doing something about it. Thank God we have an army. Thank God we have a country to try uh, to, to answer, as opposed to, let's say, in Jewish history, we never had an answer to these atrocities. This is Arky Stamen, a very, very courageous IDF soldier, joining me live this morning. Arky, I really appreciate it. So yesterday, inside these same exact studios in Jerusalem, JNS Studios, JNS.org, Rachel Goldberg stopped by. She had been on with me once before on a phone. She was in Israel. I was in New York. But yesterday, I sat with Rachel Goldberg for 30 minutes face-to-face. And I can tell you, in a career now that has lasted 25 years, and I've interviewed everybody presidents, entertainers, athletes from Michael Jordan to Tiger Woods. This one yesterday was one of the most emotional and most difficult conversations. It was great, but I ever had in my career. And she wakes up every morning feeling confident that her son Hirsch, who she knows for a fact had the bottom part of his arm after his elbow blown to pieces. She said she's got video of Hirsch being loaded into a, a, a truck by Hamas with bone fragments hanging out of his elbow. Could you imagine a mother seeing that from her son? But these are the realities of some of these hostages that she hopes and we hope are still alive. How do you guys feel about all these hostages that supposedly Hamas still has? I mean, we are doing everything that we can can to get them back, and it doesn't matter. Our specific unit deals with those who have been killed, and we have gone into Gaza to recover bodies of hostages in order to bring them back. So we are literally doing everything. What I'll say is that these last few months have just showed there is extreme darkness and extreme light in this world. And when you see the resilience of the people like Hirsch's mom, Rachel, and you see the barbecues that you're going to see tonight and the people lining up on the streets just to support us honking when they see our Hummers on the highways. You feel the, the support and the love. And then you just drive 15 minutes and you're in the middle of the hellhole that is Gaza 
and all of the atrocities that you're speaking, and they're an hour away from each other, but it's the absolute opposite. It's extreme darkness and extreme yep. light. You know, it, it reminds me, Arky, of 9-11. I was living in New York City. I was in Chelsea. That smoke came right through my windows. And I was one of those people who cheered you on. I would walk to the West Side Highway every morning, and I would cheer all the first responders and fire and cops in their recovery efforts. There was not a lot of bodies to recover, unfortunately. But that's what I did every day. And I was just a civilian. So for you, somebody putting your life on the line literally every day, it's got to be overwhelming. It's got to make you feel like, hey, what I do, even though it's dangerous, quite frankly, deadly, I would not trade it for anything else. Is that fair to assume? Absolutely. When I come out of a mission and I see the people that I'm fighting for and the land that I'm fighting for, the words that come into my mind are, it's all worth it. And when I go into battle, that's what I think about. What is this? What is what is the purpose of all this? And the truth is that there's not even a second of doubt of whether this is worth it, whether this is something I'm willing to put my life on the line for. It is so clear to me and you see it and the truth is that it does kind of feel like after 9-11 i also remember i was a young kid i also remember 9-11 and i could just could you imagine if america had to explain to the world why they weren't wrong for 9-11 why they're not at fault that's what i feel like we're dealing with here which is so crazy it's not really crazy. It's upsetting. I mean, you know, you look at uh, these pro-Palestinian rallies all over my city in New York and people making excuses for these people saying, hey, they're allowed to do it like like it's OK. And it's not. These people are advocating for murder. They're disgusting. The whole country. Joe Biden says he feels badly for Israel, yet not in one but two administrations. He has loosened restrictions and basically funded Iran to hold this war against Hamas. So quickly, in the last 60 seconds, are you, as a Baltimore Raven American football fan, disappointed with the United States? You know, I want to look inward. I care about my people. I can't look at everybody around me and say, why aren't they understanding? Why aren't they doing the right thing? So I'm looking inward. Where is my inward? My inward is the Jewish people, and I'm looking at the Jewish people and supporters of Israel and lovers of Israel, and I'm seeing them step up, and I'm seeing them voice, and I'm seeing them sending money, I'm seeing them visiting, and I get so inspired by those things that it lets me ignore all the, excuse my words, the bullshit around. <laughs> I love it, Arky. I love you, man. So on the way out, regardless of how long it takes, and even if something, God forbid, erupts up north, and again, anecdotal, but the folks I speak to are pretty sure something will. You guys may be yeah. fighting on a bunch of different fronts for a long time. When it's all said and done, Arky, we, Israel, we are going to win this war, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely. We are ready for anything. And we are going to win. I'm Yisrael Chai. That's all I have to say. God bless you. Listen, man, just just be safe. I'm, uh, I'm upset to get a chance to meet you today, but I really thank you very, very much for calling in. One of the highlights, really, of my whole week here to speak to a brave guy like you, putting your life on the line every day and doing something as important as you're doing, which is really bringing closure to some of these families who live knowing their, their loved ones are dead someplace else. So God bless you, Arky Stamen. Stay safe. Hopefully somewhere down the road I will meet you. We love you in America, in Israel. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming and showing all your support. Uh, you got it, buddy. Be well. Arky Stamen, and he's going back out there, folks. You hear his job.
He's got to literally walk into a raging gunfight, a war, a battlefield just to retrieve a body. Man, you talk about courage. I don't know. These people here are amazing. We will take a short break at some news from Nome. I'll tell you who else is very courageous. We mentioned 9-11 twice during that conversation. America's mayor, my guy, Rudy Giuliani. We'll talk to Rudy Giuliani and Peter King coming up this hour. 8 o'clock hour in New York is next. an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you, but don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.